Welcome back to another exciting episode of Long Windage Spiel. Ladies and gentlemen, my deepest apologies for taking such a long break in between episode 44 and 45. A lot has changed. Um, this isn't the first time that I've taken Long Windage Spiel has taken such a long break in between episodes. And I promise you, I'm working extremely hard on making this the last time that we, that long winded spiel does something like that. So, um, I'm back. Uh, another exciting episode. Got a lot of fun stuff for you. Got a lot to cover. I mean, it's been over a month since episode uh, 44. So, I'm going to try to cram in as much information in as little time as possible. Because I know all you boys and girls out there have got shit to do. The last thing I want is to have you waiting around for me. Now, um, unfortunately, Mr. Mike Gilman is not here with me. Um, There's been a lot of changes, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be coming back sometime soon. Uh, As always, he'll, uh, he'll be stopping in and out. But uh, I'm going to be continuing on with a uh, guest-based pod- podcast. So anytime somebody comes in, I'll announce it a week in advance. Um, next week, I'm hoping to have Mike come back so he and I can do the thing that we uh, we started uh, doing, rocking out a podcast. And then after that, we'll see where it goes, depending on the guest that uh, decides to make some time for a long winch spiel. So going on, just to catch you up. Jeez, a lot, a lot has happened. Um, in the sport, we'll just, uh, yeah, moved again. <laughs> moved again. Uh, got a new spot. Uh, I'm by myself here with my, my boy Achilles, uh, my road dog, man's best friend. Um, it's just he and I. And, uh, yeah, got a cool little spot. Uh, not too far from where I, I used to stay. Mike uh, got another uh, got his own place as well with some uh, some other uh, buddies of his. So, you know, still good friends, still rocking it out. Um, just not living together, so that's why the podcast is kind of weird. Not having it was always convenient having you know us living together, being able to record an episode wasn't that much of an issue considering he slept. You know, his room was just like 50 feet away from where my bedroom was. So now that, you know, we're in different areas, it's uh, kind of hard to try to get our schedules together. But that doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Aside from that, um, life is good. Life is grand. Uh, so, yeah, let's dive on in, man. A lot of fun stuff has happened since the last time we spoke. Um, a lot of stuff in the MMA world. We have uh, Mr. Conor McGregor doing some crazy shit, throwing dollies through uh, bus windows, canceling fights because of it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, oh, who doesn't know at this point, right? It's Conor McGregor. I mean, Jesus. The guy's so known. He's he's as popular as fucking Justin Bieber. Or maybe not as popular, but he's up there. He's up there. Um, he's also as popular as Kanye West, even though he's... Kanye West is going through some crazy shit right now, too, with the whole Donald Trump shit. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know about that as well. The guy was uh, out there supporting Mr. Trump. What's that all about, huh? Um, anyways, yeah, so Connor, uh, a couple UFC events ago, just to put everything in layman's terms, um, Connor's buddy was fighting on a card, a... Uh, 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 Khabib Nurmagomedov. I I always butcher his last name. Khabib, the UFC lightweight champion. Uh, he was fighting on that card for the belt. Um, Connor's teammate, also one of his uh, closest friends, um, Artem Lobov, um, did this little internet uh, question thing, Majig, where he was answering questions to fans. And he made a statement about Khabib, calling him, um, in so many words, a pussy. <laughs> a pussy fighter, I believe, is what he called him, or a chicken or something like that. Khabib didn't take take that too well. So there was, uh, there was a, big, um, a big little uh, uh, 
altercation that went down, I guess if you want to call it that. There is video online. Feel free to look that up. Um, while Artem Lobov was in the lobby, Khabib went up to him, pretty much slapped him in the back of the head and said, Hey, I heard you were talking shit. This, this, and that. One thing led to another. Khabib, Artem didn't fight, thankfully. Otherwise, that fight would have gotten canned too. Uh, Khabib's fight, that is. Uh, and they went their separate ways. Whatever. Not a big deal. Uh, Conor McGregor caught wind of what happened. Probably saw the video. Was in Ireland while this shit went down. And loaded up his jet with more than a dozen friends. <laughs> and they flew over to New York City. Uh, and decided to search out. And try to find Khabib and whoop his ass and this whole thing went down. It's pretty fucking crazy to be honest with you. And uh, there was two days before the fight. They find Khabib in the, in the UFC bus. They're, you know, the, all the fighters in the blue corner and the red corner. They usually have their own bus so that way they don't have some sort of fight uh, amongst themselves, you know, because tension's running high. I mean, you're fighting a guy, and the guy happens to be sitting next to you. You know, this shit might go down. So the UFC's smart enough to have two separate vans, shuttles, and uh, one for the blue corner, one for the red corner. Uh, Khabib was in one van. His opponent was in another van, and Conor McGregor comes looking along with his, you know, 10, 12 friends looking for uh, Khabib. They find out he's in one van, and they decided to fucking bum rush it. Started this whole scene. Conor McGregor decided to grab a fucking dolly, out of all things, uh, to, you know, cause a scene. Throws it through the fucking window. Shatters it. And, as fate would allow, uh, the person sitting in the seat where the, sh- the window got shattered wasn't Khabib. It was Michael Siesta. And uh, he was covered in glass, which he had a, more than a few cuts throughout his face, head, etc., hands. So his fight against Anthony Pettis was scrapped. Ray Borg was sitting behind him. Particles of glass fell into his eye, gave him some cuts in his eye. So his fight was scrapped. And um, Artem Lobov, once again, Conor McGregor's close friend, also training partner, was part of this altercation. Not saying he was the one that threw the dolly or anything like that, but he was there. There's video of him being there. And there is also a still shot video. Uh, Well, it's a video, but they froze a picture of his face, of his reaction, once that dolly shattered the window. And it's priceless. It's the look of a man that realized that he just fucked up. (laughs) It's the look of... It's a look of a man that is watching this whole event take place and watching the shattered glass is symbolic to his career crashing as well Uh, because the UFC caught wind that he was a part of it. They pulled him from the card and last time I checked, I think he might even have been cut from the UFC. Uh, Fired for those of you that don't know what that meant. Um, Yeah, fired from the UFC. So. It's a crazy, it's a crazy little thing that went down. But anyways, so that all happened. Um, so three fights on a twelve uh, fight uh, card got scrapped, all because of one, two, three minute um, episode of McGregor deciding to lose his shit. Uh, and once he threw that dolly and it shattered that window, it changed the lives of several people. Uh, another another fight that was that thankfully ended up taking place uh, according to plan was um a Rose Namanunas who was defending her strawweight uh title against uh the previous champ Joanna Janjacek um she uh she was sitting next to Michael Siesta and uh she actually almost pulled out of the fight herself considering that the dolly almost hit her hand and uh, had that happened, it probably would have broken her hand, and that would we would have lost that fight as well. Thank goodness that didn't happen because that was probably is going to go down as one of the best fights of 2018. Um, I know I'm getting ahead of myself considering that we still have what eight months left of this of this year, but uh, but still, 
Incredible fight. It was, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Rose, Joanna, thank you so much for that performance, ladies. You guys kicked ass. Both of you showed heart, determination, and just sheer fucking skill, considering that it was so evenly matched. But aside from that, Connor fucked up. And, uh, yeah, so that's some crazy shit, man. Some really, really crazy shit. But anyways, so yeah, so now we don't exactly know what's going to happen. Um, well, uh, he went to jail. I know he, there was a, there was a, uh, a warrant out for his arrest. He turned himself in because that's a smart thing to do. And, um, I know his court hearing is, uh, either this month or next month. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it's next month at the very latest. And, uh, we'll see what happens. The shitty thing about that is, uh, is, which I'm sure a lot of you already know, um, He's not going to be booking any fights anytime soon, so we don't know if he's going to end up fighting Khabib in a sanctioned bout, not in a back alley. I'm going to pick up a dolly, you pick up a baseball bat, and let's see who walks out of this alley. You know, um, that that kind of a thing. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. All I know for sure is um, whenever that fight does take place, uh, Conor McGregor versus uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. I think I pronounce that correctly this time around um that's gonna be one of the biggest fights in ufc history um connor no need for uh an introduction everyone knows who that motherfucker is i mean it's connor mcgregor you know he pulls in numbers everyone loves seeing he's a personality um you have the entire country of ireland watching him along with everyone in the states just because he's just a lot of fun to watch and he knows how to market a fight. Um, Khabib has all of Russia behind him. So that's a huge market. A huge fucking market. On top of, he stylistically speaking, uh, Khabib poses a lot of threats. I mean, he's a wrestler, a sambo fighter mainly. Uh, he specializes in the ground game. For those of you that don't know what sambo is. Um so and Connor is known as being a stand-up fighter, a striker. So uh, it's a, a the classic striker versus grappler. Um, Connor is no slouch on the on the mat, but his losses in mixed martial arts have come to the hands of guys who specialize uh, in ground fighting. So, um, yeah, which happens to be Khabib's fucking best skill. Like that guy makes. Professionals look like amateurs, um, so he's he's definitely somebody that you don't want to end up on the mat, especially with your back up against the fence, Khabib on top, because there's a really high percentage chance. And I'm basing this off of numbers, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not off of my own personal opinion. Uh, just based off of numbers, most people don't get up. Okay, so there there you go. But every fight starts. Standing, so Connor does have that chance where he can avoid the takedown, circle out, land that uh, that death touch, aka his left straight punch, and he can put him out. He definitely could. I think Connor could knock out anyone at at the 145 and 155 pound um, the, uh, weight class. So we'll see what happens with that. But that was a crazy ordeal. Uh, 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 update: Michael Siesta. And Anthony Pettis' fight that got scrapped based off of that altercation that happened with Conor McGregor throwing a dolly through a bus window has now been rescheduled for July 7th. So, um, And I also heard uh, – so that's good news. But I also heard that uh, Michael Siesta and Ray Borg have um, filed a uh, civil lawsuit against uh, Mr. McGregor. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming for um, – what you already know. I mean, they he cost them money. <laughs> he fucking forced them out of a fight. So they're gonna sue him for that. And I am a, I would assume that Connor would just settle that out of court, give them whatever it is they're asking for, just so that he doesn't go through the court system, get filed, and get charged for a felony. In which case, they would probably pull his visa, his working visa. And it would be impossible for him to fight in the States. So, yeah, I, I know Siesta and Ray Borg have a hefty payday 
in their horizon. Whether or not that takes a year or two years, because you know the whole legal system is, takes fucking forever. But um, once that goes down, I'm sure they're going to get paid a pretty penny. So um, Connor, just pay them. I mean, that was fucked up, dude. You uh, you targeted the wrong people. Um, I understand. You were defending your friend, which shows how loyal Conor McGregor is as a friend and uh, training partner. But at the same time, you uh, you you it just wasn't a smart move, man. Like he probably should have thought that through. But again, in the heat of the moment, shit shit happens, right? Shit happens. So, anyways, yeah, that was a crazy ordeal. We'll see what happens there. But aside from that, man, there's a lot of shit that happened in uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. I mean, you had a um, a potential. Uh, uh, number one contender fight in the lightweight division uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was just talking about Khabib and Conor McGregor who both of which are in the lightweight division um, uh, Tony Ferguson was actually originally scheduled to fight Khabib to defend his interim title uh, that was the exact same fight card where that whole thing took place with with uh, with Mr. McGregor and um, two days before the fight Tony was doing some um, some media work at the Fox Studios in Los Angeles, tripped over some cable wires, tore a ligament in his knee, uh, which would sound like as if I made that up. But believe me when I say that could not have been made up. That's 100% true and accurate. It's just it was a freak accident that happened during his yeah I, I I don't even know what to say about that that was just so crazy uh, I, and uh, the reason why I'm so completely taken off even still I mean I'm, we're talking about this this happened three four weeks ago now so this was the fourth time that this fight and by this fight I mean Tony Ferguson and Khabib was uh, was rescheduled the fourth time. That this fight has been rebooked because the first time there is some sort of issue with weight cut. The second time I believe Khabib got injured. The third time there was another injury that happened. I want to say it was actually in Khabib. Uh, it was uh, it was in uh, it was on Khabib's side because he was cutting weight. He had some sort of liver failure because of the water weight that he was cutting was just too much in such a little time, so they canned the fight. And the fourth time, being this last time, uh, Tony had a freak accident. He was on the set at Fox Sports in Los Angeles. He saw a friend. He turned around to go say hello, and as he turned around, he didn't see some cables that were laying on the floor, <laughs> tripped, tore a ligament. I think it, it was not his ACL, so I don't know exactly which ligament it was, but it was not the ACL. But he tore it off the bone, so it was as bad as it can get. And um, he just recently went through surgery. They reattached the ligament. He's going through physical therapy now. Um, he's pretty much out of the game for at least six or seven months at the very least, and that's like best-case scenario. So again... This was a fight card that was just plagued from the very beginning. So, Tony Ferguson, Khabib, main event, supposed to fight for the lightweight title, the interim title, uh, which would have, the winner would have gotten the undisputed lightweight title. Tony rips, falls, trips over some cords, some, some cables, falls down, tears a, 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 a fucking a ligament at, in his knee, to which... Uh, Max Holloway, who is the 145-pound champion, steps up to fight uh, because he's a fucking stud. Why wouldn't he? And uh, he steps up to fight, and that ends up being an issue because he takes a fight on maybe two week on a two-week notice, and uh, we weren't exactly clear on where his weight was. And um, considering the new standard on... So there's this whole new commission that comes in to make sure that um, fighters aren't cutting too much weight because they don't want anyone to die from dehydration or just uh, pretty much – they don't want anyone to get sick based off of cutting weight in order to make that, that weight pound requirement. So Max Holloway 
again, took a fight on two weeks' notice, so he wasn't preparing for it. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I'm at this point, ladies and gentlemen, I would I would assume that you knew that. But either way, for those of you that do not. Um, yeah. So he took a fight late notice, decided to cut some weight. So three days before the fight, maybe even two days before the fight, it was definitely around the time where the dolly crashed that window. So might have been two days. Um the uh, UFC officials weighed Max Holloway. They took samples of, I believe, his urine. And they also, outside of uh, drug testing him, they also take samples of that because they want to see what his hydration levels are. And based off of how much water weight he was cutting and what his hydration levels were at the time and how much weight he had to cut, they deemed it medically unfit to cut the extra weight in order to make the 155-pound limit. So they said that Max Holloway could no longer fight because he could potentially hurt himself, uh, uh, his health. They, they, I don't know whether they thought he would get sick, die, shave a few years off his life. I don't necessarily know. But they said, nope, sorry, you can't compete for the title because the weight, that, the extra, the the additional weight that you have to cut would just be too much for your body to handle, and we don't want to run the risk of um, hurting you. So that fight was canned, and um, that's where the whole thing. Well, who's gonna fight Khabib now? Because Tony Ferguson hurt his knee, Max Holloway stepped up. And again, I would have loved to have seen that fight against Max Holloway and Tony Ferguson. Um, a quick little backstory: uh, my boy Trevor Barnes actually used to always talk about watching Khabib versus, um, I'm sorry, Max Holloway versus Tony Ferguson, and uh, because they both have a very similar style, body frame, etc. And um, we were pretty fucking close to seeing that fight because if Max Holloway would, again, this is always uh, – when Trevor would talk about this, it was always in a hypothetical situation. So it was always in that conversation of if only we can see this fight even though we probably never will. And then this might have been the closest we've, we would ever have gotten to that because if Holloway would have fought and if Holloway would have ended up beating the Russian devil, a.k.a. Khabib, that he would have been the 155 and 145-pound champion to which – when Tony Ferguson, who was the interim 155-pound champion, once he would have gotten back into uh, you know into full physical form, you know if he would have uh, if he would have fixed his knee and, uh, and all that other good stuff, he would have fought Holloway. He would have fought Holloway for the undisputed title, and we would have actually seen that fight, which would have been hysterical considering that Trevor almost would have manifested that fight to happen uh, or to take place. But either way, it didn't happen that way. So, uh, going back, Khabib lost an opponent, lost another opponent, and now there was a weird little day and a half of who the fuck is going to step up to fight Khabib on a on a two day notice. And um, Khabib is on record saying, "Bring anyone. You can bring King Kong if you want to, as long as he weighs in at one fifty five, at one hundred fifty five pounds, then I'll fight him. I don't give a shit." And uh, thankfully. Ragin Al Iaquinta, who was also fighting on that card, who originally was booked to fight Paul Felder, um, ended up stepping up, and he ended up fighting Khabib for the uh, the title. Which I don't want to open up this can of worms, but a lot of hardcore fans are saying, "Well, that makes Khabib not the actual champion because he fought a ranked number eleven lightweight in order to fight in order to win the belt, and not Tony Ferguson or any of the of the other top five or top top six guys." Um, I call bullshit. I mean, Khabib is an undefeated fighter. He is uh, at the time before the this this last fight. I believe he was 25 and 0. Now he's 26 and 0 because he won. Spoiler alert! So he's now the champion. Um, so yeah, so I, I think he's a champion, undisputed champion. You can't deny him. He's been kicking ass since he joined the UFC, and uh, just because he beat Ally Quinta, which for the people that were saying that about how Khabib isn't a real champion because he didn't actually beat anyone in the top five, I say that is. Bullshit because Khabib has been, you know, he has beaten most of the people in the top five, uh, uh, as far as like the ranking goes at 155. Um, he's beaten most of the guys at, at 55, at, at in the top five, excuse me. 
And not only that, but Rage and Ally Aquinta is no fucking slouch, man. Just because he's ranked number 11 or 10 doesn't mean he's a fucking walk in the park. I mean, that guy's a stud. You know, he's beaten some guys that are now in the top five. And he beat them back, you know, just, just a couple years ago. We're not talking about early in the career when they first started off and they are both green. I'm talking about maybe two, three calendar years, which isn't that long ago, especially in fighting. I mean, most guys at this level get three... Four fights in one year. So, I mean, usually it's three. I mean, most guys want to do a three to four month, I'm sorry, two to three month training camp. And most all of them like taking at least a month and a half to two months off in between each fight. So, you know, if, if, if you fight three times in one year, you're an active fighter. You're fighting pretty consistently. Uh, unless you're Donald Cerrone, who's fighting like six times in a year. Who the fuck does that, though? But um, he's, 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 he's a different guy. But anyways, so uh, Khabib is a champ. He's going to have to defend his belt. A lot of people wanted to see Khabib versus Connor, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because Connor's got some legal issues that he's got to deal with, man. I mean, once he threw that dolly and it smashed that window and it caused the... It caused all that bullshit. Now, you know, it's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to answer to that. You know, he's really gonna have to answer to it. And it happened in New York City. They don't fuck around in NYC, man. They don't they don't fucking play that shit. You know, you you have the the the, the New York Athletic uh, Commission. They're they're coming. They're they're gonna come down hard on this guy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm calling it. They're gonna end up charging him two two hundred fifty thousand dollars as just like a as just like a fine. Um, He's probably going to have to go to court. It's going to settle out of court. He's probably going to end up paying Michael Siesta what his show and win money would have been on top of some sort of med- medical issue. You know, uh, the cuts and all that other shit. He's probably going to have to pay for that. So Michael Siesta is probably going to walk out with another, I'm going to just shot in the dark, $100,000 after when it's all said and done, just in his pocket. I'm assuming Ray Borg probably the same, if not more, because it was his eye. And last I last last article I read in regards to Ray Borg, pretty sure it was bad enough to where um, his future isn't looking too bright, at least in the near future. It's looking like he might have to take some time off to really get get over that because it, it really it scratches retina. I believe again. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it scratches retina, and it was looking pretty bad. And um, yeah, so it's, it's not looking good. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, yeah, so Ray, Ray Borg is not um, he's not a happy camper. Uh, but yeah, and Artem Lobov, poor guy. He just yeah, poor guy. I mean, I, I want I don't want to say it was his fault directly, but um, and I'm sure he tried to talk Conor McGregor down. But, you know, shit happens, right? So, yeah, that's the whole thing with uh, mixed martial arts right now. There's a bunch of other fights that took place. Like I said, there was a title uh, eliminator or a number one contender eliminator uh, between Dustin Poirier and uh, um, uh, Justin Gaethje. Uh, that was a great fight. Uh, that was a great fucking fight. I don't don't even want to say who the winner was because I'm almost for sure that the winner is not going to fight Khabib. Uh, will we'll not get a title shot only because I think there's too much money on the line uh, in regards to McGregor coming back and fighting Khabib uh, in the, for that title shot. So I don't think that fight will take place. So, ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a favor. Go out, watch Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier and sit back and watch a fucking firework of a fight. That was That was a fight. And it breaks my heart that the winner of that contest is not going to get a uh, title shot. At least not right away. I'm not saying the future. I'm saying right away. I just don't think it's going to happen because I don't think enough people are going to want to get behind that to really push that fight forward to where the UFC brand decides to make that happen knowing that we're going to make a shit ton of money off of marketing for this fight. Um, I think there's more money in Kevin Lee versus uh Khabib then there is uh Khabib versus the winner of the Dustin Gaethje and um and I uh, sorry Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier um Kevin Lee also had a fight against uh uh recently he had a fight against Edson Barboza 
who I want to talk about here in a second. But um, the reason why I'm giving you that spoiler alert, because that wasn't that much of an entertaining fight. It was more of a beatdown. Kevin Lee went out there and just beat the fuck out of Edson Barbosa. And um, there is a common opponent between uh, Khabib and Kevin Lee, and that common opponent is Edson Barbosa. I'm sure you guessed that. Uh, that was the last fight that Khabib, uh, that was the last person Khabib fought. He beat the brakes off of him for three rounds. Uh, Kevin Lee came out there just, what, two weeks ago, I think, maybe maybe a week and a half ago. Um, beat the brakes off of, oh, it was last week, it was last Saturday. So, beat the brakes off of um, Kevin Lee. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Kevin Lee beat the brakes off of Edson Barbosa. And just beat him up the almost the exact same way that Khabib did, except he caused way more damage. But Kevin Lee had two more rounds. So uh, Khabib fought Edson Barbosa in a three-round fight. Kevin Lee had a main event against Edson Barbosa, so they had five rounds. So they uh, the doctor stopped the fight in between rounds four and five because Edson Barbosa uh, he, he had a cut above one of his eyes that was just too much to where the doctor found uh, found it uh, to be just unfit to continue so he he pulled the plug said nope you can't fight anymore I'm sorry you've taken too much damage and that happens but Edson Barbosa fucking definitely was still in the fight because there was one moment where he landed a uh, wheel kick and damn near knocked out Kevin Lee so. It wasn't as if Kevin Lee went out there and just dominated it from start to finish and there was no chance that Barbosa had throughout the entire fight. That is that couldn't be further for the truth. It it's yeah, it's um I mean that that's not what happened. Uh fucking Khabib went out there and did that exact thing. He beat up Barbosa and Barbosa never had a single chance throughout that fight. Kevin Lee almost got knocked out against Barbosa. So they would. I, I think they're pretty evenly matched, uh, uh, Kevin Lee and uh, Khabib, that is. So if that fight were to take place, I can 100% see everybody being extremely excited in that fight, to watch that fight, uh, just based off of that common opponent. And um, we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, I don't know. I, I Again, this is all speculation at this point. Personally, I'd like to see... Uh, Khabib versus Conor McGregor, just like I'm sure anyone else would. But I also would like to see Khabib defend his title once to really, you know, to really cement himself as that 155 pound king. Because technically speaking, Conor never lost the belt; he just never defended it. So the UFC decided to strip him and move on because they needed to move that division. They just couldn't keep it stagnant the way that it has been over the last year and a half. So, um, and that's why Tony Ferguson came in and just made a crap ton of noise and just was tearing people apart. Uh, Tony Ferguson, El Kakui, the guy that tore the ligament in his uh, left knee. Um, what a freak accident that was. So crazy. I'm going to take a quick little uh, drink break. I'm drinking a Voodoo Ranger. It's an Imperial IPA. Um, yeah, feeling pretty good, ladies and gentlemen. So one quick second. Very tasty. I'll be sipping on that throughout the remainder of this podcast, so deal with it. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, so a lot of fun stuff in mixed martial arts. Got some fun fight cards coming up. We got that July 7th card, which I'm pretty stoked about. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we got a couple title fights. Um, I know one of which my buddy Joshua Davis is stoked about, and that is uh, one of his... Uh, uh, his boys, uh, not as if he knows the guy, but dudes from the same state that Joshua Davis is from, which is uh, Ohio, uh, Mr. Stipe Miocic, who is the heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC, um, which is the fucking world. Uh, yeah, he fights out of Cleveland, Ohio. He is defending his title against none other than the lightweight champion of the world, Daniel Cormier, fighting out of San Jose, California. So you have a nice little West Coast versus East Coast kind of a deal going on. And uh, so, yeah, Daniel Cormier is uh, just got done defending his one uh, his 205-pound belt, decided to step up to the big leagues and fight the heavyweight champ. And he will be the – and if Daniel Cormier – and that is a big if – 
if Daniel Cormier is successful in his title shot, uh, he will be the second person to ever hold two separate championship belts in two different weight classes. Um, first of which would have been uh, was uh, Conor McGregor. Conor, uh, fuck, that guy is just killing it, isn't he? Conor McGregor uh, was the 145-pound champion, went up to fight Eddie Alvarez, who at the time was a 155-pound champion, and just made it look easy. And he became the first man to ever do uh, do that, hold uh, two different belts at the same time. And um, he made history, and I fucking firmly believe that it was that fight that got him the Floyd Mayweather boxing bout. If Conor would have lost that bout against Eddie Alvarez, the fight against Mayweather would have never happened. But uh, because Conor made history and uh, cemented himself as one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time, especially in the UFC, but in all of all time, um, that is what really made enough noise and brought enough hype behind him f- to uh, bring Floyd Mayweather out of retirement and fight a man who has never fought a single professional boxing bout, which, again, makes no sense. But hey, it made money. It's the highest watched, uh, there's the most watched combat sporting event in combat sport history. All right, at 7 million pay per view buys. 7 million pay per view buys, in which it was one of the, if not the most expensive pay per view buy in the history of pay per view. So. I mean, I forget exactly what it was, but goddamn, that shit was damn near 100 bucks just to order the goddamn thing. So, they did all right. <laughs> they did okay. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, um, so we'll see what happens with that. That's, that's July 7th. Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic for the heavyweight title bout. I know uh, JD and I are going to be watching that shit. Should be a lot of fun. And the co-main event is going to be headlined um, by none other than... Uh, the man that I talked about earlier, Mr. Max Holloway, the 145-pound champion, the featherweight champion. He's going to be defending his title against Brian Ortega, who made his t- his title run uh, to become the number one contender by uh, beating everybody. Guy's undefeated. He is a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and he is a world-class grappling, I mean, a, a grappling phenom. He just goes out there and submits everybody. But his last couple of uh, wins have been by TKO. Uh, the last one being uh, a KO victory over none other than Frankie the Answer Edgar, who nobody saw coming. Um, if, uh, I mean, I, again, I'm speaking... Yeah, nobody saw that coming, but if going into that fight, I thought if uh, Brian Ortega were to win, it would 100% be by submission and not by KO. And damn it, did he defy everyone's uh, prediction on that because he went out there and uppercutted Frankie into the upside-down world, and he fucking, yeah, just lifted him up off his feet, literally, Lifted him up off his feet. I'm not just saying that. I swear to goodness. Feel free to look this up on YouTube. Frankie gets lifted up off his feet and uh, gets put away. And that was the first time that Frankie Edgar has ever been stopped in a uh, in a in a mixed martial arts bout. So, kind of a sad day because being a huge Frankie Edgar fan, uh, and uh, again I've met the guy in person. He was a fucking uh, the best guy. Like uh, just a great person. Um, her, it was like watching my older brother get beaten up. Kind of sucked, but anyways. So again, those are the the, the, the that's the main event and the co-main event on the uh, July seventh card. Uh, once again, Stephen Miocic versus uh, Daniel Cormier for the uh, heavyweight belt, and uh, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega for the featherweight strap. So, and then on top of that, they rebooked Michael Siesta. I mentioned this earlier. They rebooked Michael Siesta and uh, versus Anthony Pettis for that same fight card. And I'm sure they're still building up that fight card. I mean, what? It's um, it's May second. Uh, it's just after twelve thirty. So yeah, May May third technically. Uh, so yeah, it's still early. Uh, I'm sure there's still a lot more fight uh, fights that are going to end up getting booked for that card. And that's going to be a huge card because that's during their UFC Fan Expo. So that should be a lot of fun too. 
So yeah, um, there's a lot of shit going on in the mixed martial arts world, but I mean, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I don't have enough time to talk about all of it, and that's the only sport that I really follow, so I'm not even going to try touching base on any of the other sports. Um, Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, etc. That's just not my thing. So, yeah, moving on. We're going to do some current events, ladies and gentlemen. Current events. Buckle up, because i got some doozies here for you. Um, before I do, I have one current event off of a uh, UFC fighter that I talked about not more than 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, Mr. Edson Barbosa, who once again, he was the common opponent between Khabib and Kevin Lee. Uh, both of which beat the brakes off of him. But uh, Kevin Lee definitely uh, caused the most damage. So Edson Barbosa, now give you an example. Again, uh, not necessarily give you the example, but again, just, just to touch base on it one more time. Um, the doctor, in between rounds four and five, when Edson Barbosa was fighting Kevin Lee, the doctor thought Kevin Lee had caused so much damage from beating Edson Barbosa's face in that he stopped the fight. He said, you can't continue. I'm sorry. There's a huge laceration above your right eye. Um, you're not, you're just not performing well. You're not following the instructions that I'm giving you as far as asking your name, where he, where, where, where he was, can you see my finger, how many fingers am I holding up, etc. that he decided uh, to throw in the towel. If you want to look at it that way. And uh, there is a recent article that was published today. And um, Edson Barbosa stated that he was not going to be taking any time off. And he's actually looking for a quick return to the UFC. What a fucking badass, dude. This guy just went out there and took an ass whooping that most men on this planet would have taken a few years off, if not retired from the sport, just because of the sheer PTSD. Like, I don't want to ever experience that again. And, uh, yeah, this motherfucker is just going to jump back in. He's like, I don't care. I mean, yeah, I got beat up by Khabib. Then I got beat up by Kevin Lee. And uh, don't give a shit, because I want to get back in that winning column. want to make that money, baby. Want to make that title run? Good for you, though, Edson Barbosa. Like seriously, all all, all joking aside, um, he's. I mean, all, all joking aside, the fact that you're willing to step in the octagon and just try to get after it again. I mean, that's that's a sign of a true warrior. A true. Uh, 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 he's definitely got championship uh, potential. Um, do I think he'll ever become a champion? As long as Kevin Lee and Khabib are at the top, probably not. But hey, like I said. He almost knocked out Kevin Lee, man. He threw a spinning wheel kick in that third round, caught Kevin Lee flush, and Kevin Lee had the he did the chicken dance, almost got knocked the fuck out. So it's possible, and he could have landed that exact same kick on Khabib. And you can even argue if Barbosa would have landed that kick on Kevin Lee in that third round, and if it would have landed a little bit more flush and not necessarily on the top of the head, he could not. He could have flatlined him. He could have just knocked him out cold. And he could do that to anyone in the 155-pound division. So, again, shit, shit could, it could happen. It's definitely not out of the realm of a, of a possibility. Excuse me. That is a tasty beverage. So, that was uh, the one current event that I have. In regards to mixed martial arts. So, from here on out, these current events have nothing to do with mixed martial arts. And we're going to break this down with something that my girlfriend, Brianna Nicole Lua, uh, shout out, love, (laughs) hi, um, mentioned to me earlier today when we were putting together a puzzle little little fun date night. You know, we sit down and we put puzzles together because it's cute and it's fun. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Southwest Airlines, 
they had two major malfunctions over the last couple of weeks. Now, the first one, which happened two weeks ago, uh, for those of you on April 19th. So, for those of you that do not know, um, Southwest uh, had a major issue, unfortunately, and it led to a um, a woman passing away, which there's no – you just – that's not a joking matter. But um, – so they were actually uh, the, an engine uh, on the uh, – one of the engines blew up, which sent shrapnel shrapnel through a window. And uh, that window ended up uh, – the person sitting in that seat next to that window ended up partially being sucked out of the plane. Talk about a horror story. Damn it. That would have been so just traumatic to even see, let alone experience. Uh, and just out of respect, I don't want to say the woman's name. Um, uh, but yeah, so she partially got sucked out of the plane. Um, thankfully, there were a lot of heroic people that decided to act as opposed to just witness. And they pulled her back into the plane. Um, but considering the pressure and the force that she, you know, that the, that, that suction ended up pulling her out, um, there is uh, there's a lot of damage caused um uh as far as uh, sh- uh b- bumping her head and also uh so there's some uh there's some blunt trauma to the head neck and torso and um there was a nurse on the plane who tried CPR who tried to re uh, re- resuscitate the uh the woman and um unfortunately she ended up passing away which is traumatic and it's it's just it's it's horrifying to even think of that um once again uh, the the engine on one of the wings blew up, sent shrapnel through a window, which ended up causing a uh, a, a, a window broke open. A woman, almost a woman sitting right next to the window, almost got sucked out of the entire plane. I mean, she almost completely got sucked out of the plane. Um, thankfully, she was wearing a belt. But that did not slow it down very much because half of her body was literally hanging out of the plane before uh, the people around her were ever, were able to uh, pull pull her back in, and um, yeah, she ended up passing away, which is just horrific. It really is, um, and that happened uh, just uh, two and a half weeks ago. Well, April nineteenth is when the article was published. But flash forward to just today. Which is crazy. Just today, or um, well, today's the third, but on May second, uh, there was a flight going from Chicago to New Jersey, and uh, they ended up having an unplanned uh, landing in Cleveland. Which the reason being is because there was a uh, there was a, a passenger. Uh, that stated that they, she or he had heard some sort of popping noise to which it ended up being the window that they were sitting next to was cracking based off of the pressure. And they had to take uh, – Southwest ended up having to take an emergency landing and um, thankfully thankfully nobody was hurt in that in that flight. But um, you can imagine considering what happened just a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure everyone there was more than afraid and just completely scarred. And um, I hope they're all okay now and they're home safe. But aside from that, it's such a huge tragic – it was just tragic. And that just happened today. I mean we're talking about two weeks ago, somebody uh, – I mean it's like the window just broke on its own. Um, but uh, the, 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 the engine blew up. Which sent shrapnel through the window and caused this whole horrific event to take place, which ended up costing the life of one woman, which sucks. I mean, that is just horrific. It really is. And um, and then just two and a half weeks later, almost the same exact thing happens. The only thing is that the the engine didn't blow up, and they're still trying to figure out exactly what it was that caused this window to crack and almost break. And there is no clear answer. So pretty much don't fly Southwest. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm getting at. It's fucking crazy. That's just, that's just so crazy. And I, I, I just, it's, it's again, it's 
extremely unfortunate that somebody had to lose their life. I, I don't know what to say about that. That's just that's just so unfortunate. But um, yeah, that that's what happened. It's fucking crazy, man. Some crazy sad shit going on. And um, and once again, uh, Southwest is under uh, well, not they're not under investigation, but they conducted an investigation to figure out exactly what happened and why that window cracked. And um, thankfully, the person you know decided to speak up and say something because that could have gotten a lot worse. It could have been exactly what it could it could have gone down the way that the last incident got down, where the window would have given out and then. Somebody could have maybe been completely sucked out of the plane, and um, yeah, who wants to who wants to talk about that or who wants to live through something like that? That's that's literally what nightmares are made of, right? So yeah, kind of crazy. But by kind of, I mean extremely crazy. So moving on, going towards entertainment. So this last weekend. Uh, Avengers Infinity War uh, just came out, and I went opening night, and um, don't worry, I'm not going to give any spoilers, Um, and if I did, um, that would be a real dick move, (laughs) so I'm not going to do that, but uh, what I am going to say is that um, it's an incredible movie, Uh, it's definitely my favorite Avenger movie, or favorite Marvel movie superhero comic book movie whatever you want to call it uh it's definitely my favorite one thus far um it uh it was incredible there was nothing about it that i disliked there are a lot of things that i loved and um yeah i for for those of you that have not gotten around to actually going out and watching this movie for whatever reason whether you want to let the chaos die down and you don't want to have 70 people in the theater with you to ruin your movie experience or uh, maybe you're not 100% caught up on all the Marvel movies or maybe you're just not a superhero movie fan because you're kind of burnt out based off of Marvel pumping out at least one movie a year over the last 10 years. I don't know. Uh, But what I will say is do yourself a fucking favor and go watch this movie because it's good. (laughs) It's so good. It's not bad at all. Uh, there's comedy. There's um, there, there's comedy. There's action. There's uh, there, there, there's a bit of uh, drama. There's a lot of emotional scenes as well. There's just there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, you know, like there, there's 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 character development that I could never in a million years would have thought I would have enjoyed Um, and by that I mean certain characters interacting with other characters who have never been in movies uh, in a a Marvel movie together and all of a sudden I'm realizing holy shit your guys' relationship makes a lot of sense and it's super funny because I never would have thought that you would have been hanging out with you or this guy would have been hanging out with that guy or she would have been hanging out with that guy. Again, I'm trying my best to not give any spoilers, okay? So excuse me if I'm being very vague and kind of all over the place. But believe me when I say Avengers Infinity War is fan-fudging-tastic. And if you do not watch this movie, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's just, it's a good movie. It's a really, really good movie, and it's definitely worth your twelve bucks or or whatever it is that um, or whatever the cost is for a movie ticket. Um, but yeah, so it's great. It's a lot of fun. It is the longest Marvel movie to date, just under three hours. But I promise you, you are entertained from start to finish. I mean, the first five minutes of the film just grabs you by the. Uh, I don't want to say it. It grabs you. It just gets there and it grabs you and it shakes you and it lets you know, like, hey, you're about to you're about to go on a ride, and we're gonna we're gonna do some shit because we just did this in the first five minutes. So imagine what we're gonna do in the, over the next two hours, and um, it doesn't disappoint. It 100% does not disappoint. So definitely watch that. But aside from that, opening weekend, it has already made over. $300 million in just the United States alone. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm going to say that one more time. But before I do, 
I'm going to sip on this Voodoo Ranger from New Belgium. Avengers Infinity War has already surpassed opening weekend. Again, it is May 3rd now. It opened this last Thursday. It has already surpassed. So it's been a week to the date because now technically it is Thursday even though I'm already close to 1:30. Um it is uh it's already surpassed 300 million dollars. Their budget was 300 million dollars. So they already made their money back in a weekend. Now, Globally, it has made $500 million. Collectively, they have made $800 million opening weekend. And they still have their opening night, which is coming this weekend, today, in Russia, and I believe China, which will be next week. So, they're looking at making a billion dollars in 10 days. That is insane. If they end up doing that, I believe that ends up making them either not either the highest grossing film in a, in the, in a 10 day period or the second highest grossing film. To which uh, the highest would be Avatar. Um, I mean, for those of you that do not know that, Avatar is technically the highest grossing film of all time. But um, Disney, I'm talking about just Disney movies. Um, the highest grossing film thus far for Disney under the umbrella of Disney, which that umbrella is fucking huge because Disney owns everything. I mean, they one day they might even own Long Winded Spiel. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to sell out cheap. Ayo. Uh, I'm not even going to sell out. I was just joking. Fuck Disney. Uh, with all due respect, I don't really mean that. I don't really mean that. But, you know, Disney bought out Marvel. They bought out Star Wars. Um, um, fuck everything else, man. They they own everything. And uh, it's becoming a huge monopoly. So, um, anyways. Uh, yeah, Disney. Uh, the highest grossing film for Disney thus far is Star Wars Episode Seven. The Force Awakens, I believe. And that is... Uh, I forget exactly what it was. I had the numbers earlier this week, but I don't have it now. But that technically is the highest grossing Disney film. So um, if Avengers Infinity War continues the way that it has, which I'm telling you right now it's going to because I'm going to... And I, that, this is a movie that I will watch twice. And the next time I go... I'm taking Miss Brianna Kalua to uh, Universal Studios, and she and I are going to be watching this shit on IMAX. So, um, yes, I'm going to watch it again because I enjoyed it that much. But if it continues the way that it has as far as the steam just keeps rolling, and it's just like a, that snowball effect. It's going to continue rolling downhill. And it's going to end up collecting more and more snow, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, this film is going to end up being one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, uh, as far as like cash grab films in uh, Disney, uh, in Disney's history. And uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if it ends up passing Avatar um, in the near future. So yeah, so it's killing it. It's killing the game. $800 million already opening weekend, and they still have China and Russia to get through, which I believe the article that I read, uh, which was uh, based off of Forbes, they talked about uh, the highest uh, the highest Disney film as far as uh, that grossed in, uh, in China was uh, the first Avenger movie, which was 400, 375 to 400 million dollars. And uh, the second was Captain America Civil War, which is 275, 300 million. So, yeah, they're, they're on the right track. And this one being, you know, 
a great fucking movie on top of what everyone's been waiting for because Thanos has been this mystery character that everyone's been talking about but no one really knows anything about. What they, this movie does a great job at explaining his character, uh, what he is, and uh, they do a really good job at humanizing him as well. Uh, and again, I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. It's really just—I mean, I'm just—I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, trust me, I didn't give anything away. Um, but yeah, they do a really good job at, at humanizing him as well. Like they make him out to be somebody that is almost re- almost relatable in a very crazy way. Um, yeah, uh, again, it's it's a good movie. I, I say check it out. I, I I think you should. I think everyone should, and I think everyone will. Uh, yeah, from kids to adults, you uh, there's something in every single one of those that um that you would uh, that you would like. So yeah, there you go. And I think that is about it. So yeah, episode forty five. Again, it's late. Uh, I don't know what to say. It was it's a late night. I had a beer. I had a beer with you, with myself, with Achilles, even though he's sleeping oh so peacefully right behind me. Um, yeah. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I am extremely sorry for the delay and the absence between. Episode 44 and episode 45. But just know that I will do everything in my power to not let that gap be so so great on the next one. Episode 46 will come out next week. And I will continue on with this great podcast. And I will have on as many amazing guests as I can. And I just hope that you continue being being the loyal fans that you are, and you stick with me. And I, I again, I, I'm sorry. It's just been a crazy ordeal with the whole moving situation. I just, um, it's it's one thing to move. It's another thing to move and balance all the things that I have going on, uh, from the personal life to the work life to the me <laughs> the my life like my own personal what i do like i just want to you know like who doesn't like to uh, to to decompress and have their own day where they don't do anything at all and they just kind of like lounge around and just talk to themselves and talk to their dog and just enjoy life for what it is and uh and then you know and then juggle the podcasting life as well where you uh, this is my artistic outlet outside of martial arts. You know, like the, the, this is my outlet. This is what I what I enjoy doing when I'm not working or spending time with people that I care about or the relationship life or hanging out with my uh, best four legged friend Achilles the Magnificent or when I'm not strangling people in jujitsu or when I'm not kicking people in the head in Muay Thai. I'm um, I'm podcasting. You know, because I love it. I enjoy this. This is a lot of fun for me. It's just um, when you're doing all of that, it's like a man spinning plates. You know, I I am a man spinning plates, and I have multiple plates that I'm spinning, and I'm trying to keep them all upright, and I don't want any of them to crash and fall. So uh, yeah, I, I I think I'm finding that perfect balance. And um, but yes, I, I I will continue doing this, and I will continue. Uh, finding the most interesting <laughs> guest that I can to come and join me on an episode and have a beer with me because right now I'm having a beer alone. But it's okay because I'm not having a beer alone. I'm having a beer with you. And uh, you're there and you're listening. And you're uh, uh, the best thing about this podcast. And I do appreciate you listening even though you listen – uh, 20 minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time, or the entire thing from start to finish. I The fact that you even give me a listen, I do appreciate that. And I want to thank you dearly um, to uh, all the fans out there. Um, thank you. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on Long Winning Spiel. We're going to uh, keep coming at you. And uh, I believe, uh, believe, believe me when I say that Episode 45 is a start to a whole new beginning of Long Winnish Spiel. 
I feel as if this podcast is maturing and we're going to end up hitting that next top tier level where I'm going to be a lot more consistent. I'm going to have a lot more guests on that specialize in certain areas that fit everyone's uh, 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 interest, you know, from everything. doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to have everyone on. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. And uh, I, I, don't give up. And for those of you that... Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mike Ema, you know, you and I had a conversation a couple uh, week ago, and you said, "Yo, can I get a new episode along with a spiel already?" Thank you, man. Yes, and here it is. Here it is, Mike. I love you, buddy, and I do appreciate you. You know, even giving me a listen to begin with, and you've been a fucking a great friend and a, and and a great fucking fan of of the show. Since uh, since day one, and here we are in episode forty five, and the fact that you even decided to take time and say that to me and sell me, yo, fucking get off your ass and record another episode because it's taking too long. I appreciate that, man, and um, I'm doing everything I can to 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 keep this this uh, this train a rolling, and we'll, we'll we're gonna get there, and I'm not gonna stop. And uh, again, thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful night. I, I, I forgive me if I was too focused on mixed martial arts and all this other stuff. Um, again, I'm just I'm trying to break that ice, and I'm getting in, into this whole new cycle. And uh, Long Wish Bill has hit a new top tier level, and I promise you, we're gonna be a lot more consistent. And uh, I'll be coming at you soon with another episode. And by soon, I mean next week. Back to the regular schedule. I don't give a shit. What happens, I will be here recording another episode, and I'm going to have another guest every single time. And if I don't have another guest, then I'll make sure that I have the best topics to talk about with you. All right? And uh, while you're listening to this episode, just have yourself a beer or a glass of wine or make yourself a fine-ass cocktail. That way, we're uh, we're sipping on it together, metaphorically speaking. And uh, yeah, enjoy yourself. Good morning, good night, good evening, and all that other good stuff. Take care, everyone. Bye.